another podcast of 34 to glory i'm your host tyler flesh joined by my father and co-host brian flesh hey there all right well we're coming off another loss that's four in a row four straight loss uh that hurts yep uh listen we watched that game um at first i was calm you were more distraught than me but as the game grew on and the pain became more relevant then i started to lose my shit also uh (laughs) yeah and it went kind of downhill from there but we're gonna try to keep it more upbeat uh but we still there's still facts to get to and they're negative facts so start positive our defense in my opinion played phenomenal again uh the, the trips to the red zone that the Eagles got, and we shut them down to only having three points. They only got one touchdown on the day. Or uh, two, sorry, two. One was one. We'll, we'll talk about the Zach Ertz one here in a second. But uh, we didn't allow a single point in the fourth quarter and still somehow seemed to lose the game. So. What did you think overall of the defense? Yeah, I mean, that that first half, the defense was playing lights out. Once again, what continues to happen to our defense is they're on the field so much of the time. By the time we get into the third and fourth quarter, teams are able to sustain drives on us. That last drive by the Eagles offense in the fourth quarter was a 16-play, eight-minute in some second drive. So, I mean, they burned a lot of time off the clock. And I, and I agree with you completely on that point. But in this game, and actually, we held strong, mm-hmm. which was super surprising. Uh, there was a time of possession in the game going into the second half where we had the ball for eight minutes and they had the ball for 32 minutes. So, when you're, you know, like, to your point, when your defense is on the field that long, they get tired, they wear down. Fortunately, in this game, though, the fourth quarter, they didn't even allow a point. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it was once again our our defense showed that it has guts, it has talent. Probably the biggest single thing between last year and this year in terms of our defense is last year's we had a whole bunch of takeaways. When you take the ball away, your defense remains fresh. You get your offense out there and there in short yardage. That just hasn't happened that much this year. Our only uh, problem on the defensive side is we got called for about five off uh, offsides and encroachments. And uh, what do you think that's about? Do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, I do. I, I, I really think that sometimes when you start, a team starts to have some losses that are strung together, they begin trying to do too much. Instead of just doing their job, they begin to actually try to do more than their job, and they begin to try to second-guess and think things. And instead of playing intuitively, they begin just to overreach and not just do their job. And I think that kind of happened to us a little bit. Trying to make plays for themselves, yeah. knowing that yeah. the offense is struggling. Right, exactly. You try. To, you kind of try to be your own personal hero because you care so much about the team and you end up hurting the larger team because of that yeah so 
I mean, with that being said, I I agree. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on defensively? No, I, there really isn't. I, I think I think we're solid on defense and uh, don't really have a whole lot of else to say. So let's move on. We are uh, somehow getting worse. I can't believe I'm saying this. We are actually getting worse. We had nine yards of total offense at halftime. We started the game with five three and outs. Now, I said it last podcast. I stand by it. Nagy, this one's on you. I'm not even that mad at Trubisky. Are you? Uh, it's pretty much Trubisky is who he is, right? Yeah. he's. I mean, I'm not. When the game started this week and we were sitting there, I wasn't like, oh, I wonder if the magic Trubisky switch will come on and all of a sudden he'll be the franchise quarterback. No, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking, well, I wonder if we could even string together some first downs. And I just want to get into this now while my mind is still fresh around it. I watched uh, Nagy's press conference on Sunday, and I watched it again. We're recording on Monday. I watched it today. With that, you know, I look, He's. I'm just going to call it how it is. He sounded like a blathering idiot. The stuff he was saying today, okay, and I just want to hit the cliff notes here. He said, you know, it's hard to do the plays you want when the first play of every drive is a negative play. But then Monday comes rolling around. He goes, well, you know, the first play was five yards, second and five. I'll take that all day, every day. The next play, you know, we lose four. So now we're back to third and nine. And now the playbook shrinks again. And, you know, and, you know, Mitch just, that was his first throw. He didn't get the ball out the way he wanted to. You know, he's just not warm yet. I, and he starts saying how the quarterback has to be warm, like has to get into the game. What are you talking about? Well, he keeps referencing that the quarterback has to get into a rhythm. And this rhythm that he purports to want to get into, I wonder why people like Breeze, Brady, um, you don't hear their People coaches. who we continue to reference on this show. So, I, you know, why is it that people like Trubitsky need a rhythm? Okay, I just don't get it. And yes, I agree wholeheartedly with you. I listened to Nagy after the um, loss to the Eagles. And you know what? At one level, I get it. He's a coach. He's got to defend his quarterback. But at a whole different level, level, he was just talking out of his you-know-what. All right, hold on a second. You're going to have to keep going here. Okay. The dog needs to go out. All right. So one of the things that I think is really important at this point in time in our season, and I later on want to hear what you think about this, is do you think that we are just going to keep doing this same? I mean, it looks like well, Groundhog Day now, every on. day. Yeah. Okay, 
well, can we get back to that? I just yeah. want to hit on another thing. Yeah. I know that the dog wanted out and we had to let him out, but uh, so it kind of threw us for a second there. Uh, Nagy also said something that made entirely no sense. They said, Matt, a quarterback change? Was that ever? No, not at all. Not at all, guys. Listen, hey, not at all. We weren't thinking that at all. What what do you mean? (laughs) I need to put this out here. Mitch has only won, okay, two games off of two bad teams. Daniel came in and threw the ball and slung the ball around the field, okay? And strung together against a, a bunch of first downs. Against the Vikings, yes. okay? So, we have a definite problem now at the coach. If the coach cannot see by now what is happening and what is going on with this team, and he keeps... Referencing us as a team, as a collective defense played great, you know, and they, you know, my, they keep asking him how to adjust, what he needs to do. He keeps repeating like the defense is great, you know, they're gonna that positive energy is gonna feed into the offense, blah blah blah. I totally disagree with him. Do you? Well, let me let me be the devil's advocate here and say, is Nagy saying these things because? If he brings out our backup quarterback right now, isn't he basically saying this kid's career is over in Chicago? Yeah, but that's fine. That's what needs to happen. Nine yards. Nine yards. I know. I I just don't know if Nagy is ready to do that, even with nine yards. He needs to, though. What, what is We should have beat the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday. We still put up t- two touchdowns. Listen... Trubisky had one good throw. It was like a 59-yard pass to Taylor Gabriel. By the way, didn't even hit him running. He would have no, scored. Yeah, and Nagy addressed that today. He said there were some underthrown balls. Kept saying, uh, you know, Mitch did a, a single hit, a double hitch. He should have done a single hitch. The point is, receivers are running around the field wide open. It has gotten so bad. That, Mark, I can never take a stand on anything football-related Schlereth commented on the game and said, look, everyone's wide open. This kid's got to just pull the trigger. He's scared. He's a deer in the headlight. And he keeps acting like he's been hit a shitload. And he hasn't. Yeah. Well, he, he, he clearly still cannot see the field. And he also is still looking at his his initial receiver. We he's, have we have he's not going through his progressions ever. Well, on that third and and ten, uh, third and four, we had hitch routes. There was a third and another third and six where we had an out route with Robinson. Oh, he, he didn't and Robinson was that. wide open. He didn't see him. And he so threw, he, what he, he did is he threw it to Cohen. Yeah, over who was by the way triple teamed. No, he was single coverage. Remember, he threw the ball. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was the other play that he threw into triple coverage. I mean, there's so many. We can't even go through them. It's not on Trubisky, though. This isn't on him, okay? This is coaching now. He is what he is. He's getting worse against one of the worst pass defenses in the National Football League. That is the Philadelphia Eagles. And he is doing worse. He's getting worse. Okay? There needs to be a point where, you know how Schlereth said, you know, Trubisky got to pull the trigger. Nagy, you got to pull the trigger, man. 
Because think about how good our defense is, okay? He goes against that in practice. What the hell are they seeing in practice? I would love to sit in on a practice. That is a great question because somewhere someone sees something in him to still keep him out on this field. And it can't be what we're watching on Sundays. I I don't know how you continue to stay positive. Where is the win coming from? We play Detroit next week. I don't see it. You're setting him up for failure. Maybe he needs to get benched to get a fire under his ass. Something needs to change. Doing the same thing, saying all the right words is over, Nagy. That time has come and passed. I don't give a rat's ass how positive you are. Bill Belichick barely talks to the media. He puts up W's. That's why he's considered one of the greatest coach to ever, him and Don Shula to ever walk the face of the earth. Now, granted, people are made of different structure. I understand that. And, you know, I was way behind uh, your positivity year one. But there's a difference between positivity and denying. And you are denying that you have a problem at quarterback through, and you're using your positivity as an excuse for that. So you're saying that uh, to Coach Nagy, denial just isn't a river in Egypt, huh? No, it's... <laughs> that was horrible. I thought you'd appreciate that, son. I mean, listen, that's the thing, right? I mean... It's to the point where he has tricked himself with his own so-called positivity to denial. There is no way we should be averaging 4.9 yards per pass play in that game. That should never happen. What is happening is this kid cannot play. We have a coach who's in denial over that he can play. How long does this go on? Because if you would have told me last week, that we would have only passed for would have had nine yards total offense and a half. It could you imagine if that was think about that though. What if that's an odd a prop bet in Vegas or wherever? Everyone is taking the over. Oh, the Bears nine yards and a half. Oh my God, they're just giving money away, and then you lose. Yeah. Where. Where where does this go is what I'm going to ask you, and when does the change happen? I mean, does real, it happen? Yeah, really. What we're we're getting to is, and you specifically, I think, outlined it really well. Is at some point in time, you have to draw the line in the sand, and quit saying the company line. Oh, collectively, we're going to get better. We just have to become a team. Um, teams work through adversity. I mean, we're hearing all of the right um, coach speak. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're hearing a lot of right coach speak, support, come together, all of this stuff. What we're missing is action. Yeah, exactly. And I think as Bears fans, we have watched the Trubitsky experiment. We have hoped and prayed that the Trubitsky experiment would work. We have wanted it to work. And we are clearly at the point but the point that is, it is not working. I'm not trying to cut you off, but the point is we can all see that and we're sitting on a couch. And it's not just us, it's the world. Look at anything on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. The world can see this. I want to address something that is shocking and appalling and it pissed me off. I listened to the press conference and Nagy said, our playability is not limited. Some reporter asked him, hey... 
with the way your offense is playing, because, you know, the reporter has to be nice and not say because of Mitch, he said the way your offense is playing, does that hinder your ability to make play calls on offense? Because we're not seeing the same creativity out of you that we saw last year. Well, Nagy might be Mr. Positive, but if you ever watch his press conferences, he gets a little chippy and a little edge when people call him out on stuff like that. And what he said was, no, (laughs) that does not hinder my ability. What hinders my ability, are you ready for this? What hinders my play calling ability is not getting positive yards on first down. Well, we did. We went to second and five and you ran the ball again, which this comes full circle. It brings me back to you. I am sitting on the couch with you watching this game. You look to me. I know people are just going to have to take our word. You go run, run, pass, pass, run. Every play, you're like, oh, this is easy. Were yeah. you not calling yeah. every play? Yeah, I, I think I pretty much called the first 15 plays of the game. And then and you stopped. Ahead of time. And it, I just stopped because, it, you know, it wasn't hard. It was redundant. Yeah, it was. It was a, that, that's, that's the problem. You know, when a dad sitting on a couch can call 14 of the 15 plays before they happen. Maybe some NFL defensive men on the other side, like the Eagles players, could figure it out too. Maybe we'll set up a vlog where we just record you watching the game. We'll call it Dad on the Couch. There we go. And then I can just predict the play and when the play happens. And then we'll send it to Nagy. There we go. You think that'll change things, you know, though, son? You, no, because you know what else Nagy said in the press conference? He said, well, you know, if you look at the film, it's really hard to run the ball. You know, we call run play, and then they stack eight in the box. That's just hard to do. That's why you pass. <laughs> okay, like, Nagy, you're an idiot. And I'll say it. That was a dumb statement. He, you know, when someone lies, Right. They eventually get caught in their lies because they can't keep track of their lies because they're not facts. He's doing that by covering tracks for Trubisky. When have you ever seen someone playing eight in the box, nine in the box against Brady, Breeze, Rodgers? It doesn't happen. No. They, they would be killed. It'd be a joke. Yeah, it would They'd be, be a joke. They'd be getting hit with quick plays, boom, 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 well, boom. Also, listen, I watched that press conference the same one you watched, and I had a little bit different take on it. I agree. Well, no, I, hold on, though. I'm mixing both. You did not watch today's. No, I did not watch today's. So, so when I'm so, mixing both. Right. I'm referencing yesterday's. Right I'm, I am referencing both because, okay. listen, I would like to tell you, like, this came from yesterday's, this came from today's, but you nailed it on the head earlier. All that shit is coach speak, and I am I can't I can't remember which is which. It's all blending in but, together to but, a bad dream. Yep, exactly. I don't but know what the hell's going on. But didn't it feel like okay if if uh, Nagy were a friend of mine? What was going through my head is if that was my friend out there saying those things, I would be saying to myself, just shut up, be quiet. Every time you speak, you're just digging a little hole yeah. further and further and further. Just just kind of stop and take another question. That's how I felt. I did too. I You should see today's. He goes, yeah, Mitch missed him. Mitch should have had that throw. 
But listen, and it kept going back to, listen, collectively, we're just not clicking on offense. No, man. How can you say that? So Have here, you ever, hold on though, real quick. I, I just want to say this. Have you ever felt like, remember when you, your starter would go down in a game? And, and not for us. We're Bears fans. We've never really had a quarterback. But let's say you're watching another team like the Saints. Bridgewater, no, that's not a good comparison. He actually played pretty decent. What I'm trying to say is when a starter goes down and you watch that team and you're like, man, they're, you know, that, that quarterback, that backup, he's moving the ball. He just can't really finish that well. But, man, they're going to be really good once they get their starter back. We are beyond that. In the aspect, uh, what I'm talking about is we don't even have a backup in Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. His numbers aren't backup worthy. No, they're not. It's like watching someone trying to learn football for the very first time on the field. It's like watching someone who's scared trying to learn football for the very first time. He looks absolutely terrified out there. And that is the thing that gets to you. He is, you know, I know I've said it before, but he has a deer in a headlights look. He is not going through his progressions. He is just simply trying to dump it off to the first person that he sees open. And that's all there is to it. So we, I don't want to get us off track. We were talking about Nagy. I agree totally with you in terms of the coach speak. He's saying the right things because he's the coach. But here's what it comes down to. It comes down to taking action. And I'm sorry, I've been a Bears fan for over 55, no, make that 53 years. And I've seen this show before. Yeah. Okay. And what this show is all about is I'm going to defend my player and we're going to get through the rest of the season with this player regardless of each week, how it goes. I hope it doesn't happen like that, but I think it will. I just want to go down the schedule real quick, and uh, I want to know your opinion on time like time for change. Like when, when do you think a change will happen? Maybe I should ask, maybe I should start with you on that. Do you think at any point in this time a change will happen? No. Not even if like these like performances continue, where the offensive is just non-existent. You know, I don't. Let me put it this way: I answered no too quickly. I really don't see any kind of change happening in the next three or four games, even if we lose those games, and especially if we lose them in a kind of close way. Okay, where we're still in the game. I really don't see that happening, but so I guess I've just lost faith. I think that Nagy and Pace are too heavily invested in Trubisky at this point in time, and they are going to ride that pony to the end of the year. Now, do you think, though, I know you say Nagy and Pace, but what happens if... What happens if, what I'm trying to, I don't know where I'm going with this other than what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to analyze it while I ask the question. This is really bad. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is 
who gets what? So Nagy says, hey, I'm going to pull Trubisky. That reflects better on Nagy, right? Because that was Pace's guy. Pace isn't telling Nagy to pull Trubisky. You know, I don't think I'm not, I don't want to go down that road because I don't think that's a real thing. Um, but I, what I'm saying is what happens when Nagy goes, no, we're going to ride Mitchell out for the year and he continues to perform in this manner. I think the organization's going to look at Nagy and say, Hey bud, you're not our guy and pace. You're not our guy. We're on a rebuild again. Well, I think that's exactly what will happen. And I'm telling you, it's the best way in the world to lose a locker room full of guys is, listen, just like we watch every Sunday and so do the rest of the Bears fans watch every Sunday, you don't think the rest of that locker room knows the limits that they have with their current quarterback? Let me me just just for a second. Can I answer that real quick? Yeah. I want to just say, yes, I think they do. And I disagree with the whole positivity thing reflecting from the defense into the offense. I think negativity drips and oozes quicker. I have never seen Khalil Mack get that worked up in a game. Yeah. I don't know what him and Jordan Howard played together last year. He was all up in Jordan Howard's face. He was. And I, I tell you what, you 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 could see some fire in cer- certain bears uh, there the other day. I mean, David Montgomery had some fire in his belly the other day, which I really liked. You can see a few players that are still really trying super hard to turn this team around. Hey, I want to get back to what we were talking about, though, and that is the remaining Bears schedule. I've got it right here. And so we've got the Lions coming up. They're three and four. Then we go to the Rams. Oh, hey, 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 I'll, I'll do it because you're... Then, we, then, we, then we've got the Rams... Five and three, Giants two and six, Lions well, again. Well, yeah, I know. Let's go, hold on, Turbo. Slow your roll. Let's go game by game to see when the change is. So, Lions and Bears, that's next week. Does the change happen there? No. Now, let's do the hypothetical. What we're going to do is we're going to say that the play stays the way it does. Okay. Bad, Trubisky, basically what we're going to do is Trubisky has a bad game every single, because that's who he is at this point, okay? So real quick, not to waste anyone's time, do you think it changes at all this season? No. So we don't even have to do yours, because you just answered it. Uh, Bears-Lions, I think we can maybe get a win, so it doesn't change there. And I say maybe on the aspect of a running game, and our defense. Um, listen, we lose to the Rams. This is where I see the turning point. Giants. We play the Giants in three weeks. 11-24. If he does not do anything against the Giants, that's when the, that, that, that's it. That's the plug. Especially if we don't win, in, like if the Lions come to beat us, and then we have to fly out to L.A. and we lose to L.A. And then we lose to New York, the Giants in Chicago. That, that's change time for me. Isn't that L.A. game a flex game, a night game? I think it is. And I Yeah, think, we're going to get flexed out. And, and we're going to get flexed out of that game. So I'm telling you right now. You want me to see who's playing that week in the NFL? 
Oh, I, yeah, you can. I'm just, I'm just thinking that we're going to get flexed out of that prime time spot because why, why would the networks want to keep us in that spot? I mean, it would have been a great game had we been doing well and the Rams, you know, are doing pretty well. Um, but we're going to get flexed out. And I'll tell you who I bet we get flexed out to. I'm looking at the schedule right now. No real great games on the schedule, except one is really standing out, and it's probably going to see how their season winds up. But it's uh, the six and three Texans at the six and two Ravens. Oh yeah, that'll we'll get flexed out for that. Yeah, that'll easy. So so basically, what's happening is we're going to be not playing any real primetime games, and uh, I think it's just a slow descent. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that's the case, that um, we can turn things around, but I uh, don't, really don't see it. So you still don't see? I, 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 I don't see anything like that in terms of... Um, I, I I don't see it happening. I, I want to see even it happen. In, even in my hypothetical with the Giants, I don't see it happening. I think I think they stick through him through thick or thin for the rest of the year. Huh. Well, I disagree. Hopefully, I'm right. No offense. I, I hope you are right. But I, you know, that's why we have the podcast. So yeah, we have points. Uh, this is a disaster. Uh, did not see this coming. I feel like we are in full rebuild. When do players not want to play for us? Is that going to be a thing? Well, it could be. I mean, here's the thing. We still have a great defense. Um, but when do things boil over? Receivers are divas. Okay. And not just, I take that back. Most, some receivers are divas. Okay. There's going to become a point where people's numbers aren't going up. Where running backs are not going up. Where wide receivers aren't getting their numbers. Locker room turns. You can lose a locker room in the NFL. Oh, I. And that's Nagy, what I just. That's what I just said. I think. I think Nagy's already in process of losing it. Sorry, just a little behind the curtain. The dog ate a toy on Saturday, and he threw some of it up, and he's been wanting to go in and out. So. What you guys can't see is that we're trying to manage a dog, doing a podcast at the same time. So if it sounds like we're flustered and don't know what we're talking about, that's because we're trying to chase down a Victorian bulldog that's running around the house. We're having a doggone problem. Yeah, for sure. Um, and We got a new soundboard now. Maybe we should start adding in the... I mean, that's, I'll be here all night. No. Please, maybe not. Now I think it's going to just encourage you. <laughs> I have to do the cut signal. All right, all right. I just think uh, I don't know what I think. I, I I'm I'm shocked that we're in a rebuild because we are. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not a complete rebuild. The pieces are there. Allen Robinson's a hell of a wide receiver. Yeah, we've Gabriel's we've, a receiver. He, he Gabriel shocks me. I, I think there's a problem. I think Anthony Miller has a mouth and lets people know what he thinks and feels because Trubisky just ignores him. Absolutely. He, he won't throw him the ball at all, and no. that kid's talented. That well, kid here, is uber talented. Well, here's the here's the other thing, too, is, I mean, last year, Cohen was, he, I mean, he was, he was something teams would strategize around and play for, and, 
you know, he was the human joystick all over the place. The, the guys disappeared this year. And that's on Nagy, in my opinion. We are not. When is the last time you've seen a linebacker on Cohen? Oh. Create that mismatch, yeah. Nagy. Yeah. It's not hard to do. It's not hard to do. You know why? Here's what I don't understand. Put four wide receivers out and have Cohen as one, defending on the personnel, right? Let's say that they have six DBs out there. Well, then you have a powerhouse like Mount Montgomery in the backfield that can run it. Have them both on the field as a weapon. And then Mitch can signal in or out. I know that that's a lot for Mitch. He's a child. I understand that. But he can at least do that even. You have to get to the point where you have made a mistake by simplifying your offense, Matt Nagy. You have made a giant mistake because when you simplify something that's already simple, you're going to have problems. When you are when my father is sitting on the couch calling the plays, that shouldn't be a thing. That should not be a thing. And I'm not trying to offend you. No. But if you know, sure as shit, the defense knows. That's what I've been saying. You could call me Nostradamus. It's when it comes to the Bears, yeah. I mean, it's we'll have to. I, we're, you know what? We'll put a video up on uh, on the uh, the Instagram next week. We'll see if he can do it again. Just get, we'll edit it and <laughs> chop it together. Seriously. All right. All right. We have to have some fun with this. Yeah, uh, I agree. I put up a post on. Last week saying, you know, nine total offense, Nagy, uh, Daniel can get that one throw. Mm -hmm. So, listen, Chase isn't great. He's not our answer. But he could have won us that game yesterday. Yeah, I think so too. There needs to come a point where five straight three and outs on week nine is a problem. So... Let me ask you this, and it, it is a problem. So how much of an anchor in reality is our offense on our defensive players' morale? Really? Now, all BS aside. I think it, a lot, man. I think it's dripping down. I've never seen Khalil get like that. Yeah. He was telling him to fuck off. Fuck you. You could read his mouth. Mm -hmm. I've never seen him that hot. I've never seen our line jump to try to make plays. Our DBs were jumping in trying to make plays. We were allowing big plays because that's what happens when... Two reasons. One, you're not disciplined. Two, you're trying to overcompensate for your offense. And we were definitely the, the second. We were trying to overcompensate knowing Mitch can't get it done. Yep. And that's what I talk about where losing the locker room comes into play. Yeah, I I quite honestly think that every single man on that team knows exactly what they have in Mitch, knows exactly what they have in their coach who's supporting Mitch. And I think that there is very little hope for the for things to get better the rest of the year. I think it's gonna be on to the next show. On to the next apology. Do you see a scenario where I'm kind of, and I've said this before, I'm kind of to the point where it's kind of like Game of Thrones 
in the aspect of someone's going to die this season, and by die I mean fired. Do you see Pace firing Nagy to save his ass? I could see that. I could see that because I I kind of doubt that the upper management is going to take care of Pace. So it may be for Pace to see or, save face. Or Pace feels the pressure from upper management and right. says, I got to fire him. Yeah, I gotta I've got to, you know, it's it's that old football move if, is I've got to do something before the axe gets to me, so I'll axe the guy next to me. Exactly. It's me or him. Right. Maybe I can buy a few more years. Right. You know, I already got my extension. Uh, so... I, I do want to bring this up, though, about Ryan Pace. Listen, bud, you've been in office now for this is your fifth year, okay? You are not doing hot. John Fox served the Bears for three years. Here's our finishes. Last place, third place, last place. These are divisionals, okay? This is within the NFC North. We went last, third, last. Nagy comes in first. Second year under Nagy could be last again how are you making that drastic of leaps you should should not you should not have that that should not be a thing but it is and it's relevant and that's on you five years you have five drafts and five free agent periods you know you're you're having uh, uh transfer Windows that are completely open to you, Ryan Pace, and you you're you're missing out. You're paying people big money. Uh, we already talked about the Mike Glennon thing, but what I want to talk about right now is what you brought to my attention about Mike Davis. So go ahead and tell the people about Mike Davis yeah, situation. We, we, yeah, basically, if Mike Davis sticks around, um, well, here's the deal: if we if we cut Mike Davis. Before week ten starts, which is next week, which is next week, we are able to get a fourth round compensatory pick um, for doing such. Now, Mike Davis is not playing; he didn't play last week, other than three special teams. He got out there; he played absolutely no offense. He's just been involved on a hand of off- offensive plays throughout the year. Hey, I think it's time to. He's not being paid that much. I mean, two years, six million is not that much in the NFL. I think it's time to get rid of Mike Davis and and get that fourth-round pick. I mean, come on. For Khalil Mack, who would have thought that this this upcoming year, most people probably thought, well, that first-round pick that they got is going to be like a late first-round pick. The way we're playing this year, that first-round pick could be a top-five first-round pick. Maybe we could get a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, what? We have no first-round picks this year. We have two second-round picks. Okay, for for rebuilding, um, and I think I think we have to start looking at the future because we do not have the franchise quarterback that every team needs. We don't have that person on this team. We should have taken a shot on Andy Dalton, traded him for him. I know that's listen. What I'm suggesting right now, I know people are screaming, and I'm not saying Andy Dalton's going to win us a Super Bowl. I'm saying Andy Dalton's better than Jay Cutler. Whoa, I said Jay Cutler. I'm having flashbacks. See, I told you I'm all messed up. He's better. Uh, maybe it's because I'm wanting smoking Jay back. Oh, who thought you'd ever hear those words? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. 
He, Dalton's better than Trubisky. I'm, I'm glad this is being recorded because one day I'm going to listen back to this. Well, here's what I'm saying. Um, NFL and GMs, I understand that you have egos, but please do me a favor. Wake the fuck up because we know what players are and how they behave. For instance, well, let's go out and get Ryan Tannehill, everyone. Ryan Tannehill for Tannehill Free. Yeah, guess what happened? You benched Mariota, and you got exactly that. You got Tannehill. He is what he is, man. I don't understand why people do this. You know damn well we get rid of Trubisky. Some will take a shot on him. You know why? You know what's funny, though? You know why? It's because of the number that goes along with him. Has nothing to do with the talent. It's second round over, second pick overall. Do, 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 do. It's fucking stupid. That's all that's attached to him. Dalton could have come in and at least won us some games. Maybe we don't want to win some games. But you know what? By the way we draft, and we don't have, and we like you just said, we don't have a first round pick. Why didn't we go out? Why didn't we train? We d- we're struggling right now. Maybe Nagy can be sell. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say Nagy might have a chance still in my heart, but he's fading quick. Pace has been out for a long time. Can't stand him. Can't stand the way he operates. He gives away money like it's not his. Wait, because it's I, not. Because it's not. So where do you stand in all this? Where do you? I, I Are you, you out on Nagy? No, I, I'm, I'm not out on Nagy. Is, is he fading? Oh, he's fading big time. I mean... He is he is fading like the sunset, and I like the guy. Here's that's the hard. I problem. do too. I do too. I, I I think he's a smart coach. I think the players love him. I I really do, and I think he can lead men. My issue is that when you're pretending like the there's an elephant that's not in the room, but it's in the room and you're not talking about him, and that elephant is Mitch Trubisky, and everybody else is kind of asking you questions like, why is this happening? And you and you keep referencing that elephant that is not really there. That's a problem. Would, and, you, would you have more faith and give him more leadway if he benched Trubisky this year at some point in the season? Yeah, I would. I definitely would. I would. I, I absolutely would because at that I point agree. in time— at that point in time, he's taken some action. He's acknowledged that, you know, hey, we, we've gone too far with this. Uh, I want that to happen. I just um, am skeptical. No, but if it does happen, I agree with you. I'll, I'll have leadway. I'm back in on him. Give him someone else. But not, but it's still on. I'm not back in on Ryan Pace because you traded up to get him, Ryan. And you missed out on Watson, and you missed out on Mahomes. And it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter what everyone's like, well, it doesn't matter now. Well, it does. Because it shows you the incompetence of our GM. That's a big miss. That's a huge I, miss. I think Mike Glennon's still available. No, he's on the Raiders. The Raiders. But, listen, yeah, here's the thing, Right? We have a great team. We have potential. We got to keep moving forward. So, 
with that being said, let's move forward. Yeah. Do you see us uh, winning against the Lions? Home. No, I or do home. not. Lions are pretty damn good this year. They can, they're, Matt, Matt Stafford's having the best year of his career passing-wise. He's going to be throwing for about 5,000 yards by the time the season's all over. Their run game isn't very good, but they don't need a run game because they're passing the heck out of the ball. Do you see us winning if Chase Daniel plays the game? Yes. Do you? Okay. Well, I am agreeing with everything you say, man. I don't think we have much to disagree on. Um, I think I'm good. Do you have anything else? I, I'm good for now. All right. Listen, we did get a message again from Curtis from California. Curtis, we got your message. Unfortunately, it kind of got torched. Um, don't really know what happened. Don't really know what you were trying to say. Um, we have a solution. We actually got a new soundboard now. We're up and running. We're going to be able to take phone calls. Um, hectic week this coming up weekend. We're not going to be able to do that. But what we want to do in the future and probably at least by next week, uh, we're going to test it out. We're going to get a number. We're going to follow. Keep us. Uh, we'll. We'll give the number out in the podcast in all the descriptions and stuff. And then we'll also give it out on all our social media and stuff. Um, and we're going to set times to where you can call in. But here's the beautiful part, too. We will play your your message in if you leave a message. If, our phone, if the phone's not on, because, listen, it's only going to be on for a certain amount of time, a period of the day. If it's not, leave a message. Give us a hot take. Let us know it will be played and addressed on this program. I am so excited about this because why this podcast was really developed was to hear your voice, Bears fans. Yeah, we wanted different opinions. We wanted to know what other people are thinking. Absolutely. Like, we know what we think. Yeah. and Well, at least most of the time. I think it's nice to get a, uh, you know, a broadened perspective of what other people are thinking because you know a lot of people could still be with mitch i don't know I'm saying hypothetically i don't know and if you are we're gonna disagree but at the end of the day we'll get along so or not doesn't matter it's just a platform it's a platform for not just us for people to be heard man because yeah. and if if you feel like us and you want to get some of this off your chest we're the perfect people to talk to and exactly leave a message we will get to it i promise we will put it on this program uh just keep your notifications on with us man uh we're gonna be popping up now i told you we'd be cooking we purchased this thing we got our money together uh it's gonna get fun yeah it's gonna get real fun looking forward to it yeah we'll uh we'll set up times and hopefully this becomes an every podcast type thing where it's not just us every podcast we can start setting up times and get people in because you know and hey if people start to be like curtis is like our first regular so you know you guys come quick because you jump on that regular bandwagon you're gonna get answered first and you're gonna get primetime dibs on this thing you better believe it so um yeah excited excited for this program excited for the bears still uh, I, you know, listen, it's still going to be fun to watch. It's just right now we've been here before, and uh, we thought the only difference is we, we kind of maybe set the bar too high. 
our expectations too high. We're definitely not getting in the playoffs this year, but you know what? We'll be back next year, and who knows? Who knows who we have at quarterback next year? That's right. Uh, if it's Mitchell Trubisky, I... If okay, I'll do this. If it's Mitchell Trubisky, I will go the whole season without mentioning his name. <laughs> I will go the All whole right. season on here. I might say quarterback, or well, when the quarterback throws, and I might get on him like that, but I will not mention his name. Deal? I I I can't wait if that happens, but <laughs> but yeah, I. Let's, let's I'm, put, I'm all in. Let's I'm put, all let's, in. Let's put some stakes on this, shall we? Let's make this season interesting. All right. That's all for this week. But remember, uh, stay alert to our alerts, our notifications. And uh, remember, it's always a good time when you bear down. Bear down.